0: I am recording. Welcome to What's our recording? brand new show. It's not that complicated. Bye, so listen close. We'll go yeah, through IMDb, reviewing balance. all of an actor's movies. Blank spank, blank spank, blank spank, blank spank. It's never blank spank, blank spank.
1: this one is I think we can probably keep this. Separate. Um, oh yeah, yeah this, is,
0: this is not. This is, fingers crossed, we won't do a lore-heavy episode and uh, it no. should be a long one Actually we should be in a couple of runs of not long ones because we've got Family Guy next
1: Yeah, which um, should be nice Those do pretty well, I was looking back at the ones like I'm always confused why Toy Story that Time Forgot has done so well And I know, do you just think it's like some of the shorter ones are easier entry points for people Yeah, potentially um,
0: um, All right, and then after that, yeah, after that we then got Rio. We're sort of building up to. I think we're gonna have like three really long episodes back to back with the Dark Knight Rises, The yeah. Simpsons with Corey, hopefully, and and then <laughs> uh Ellen even suggested potentially splitting up is into two episodes, and I don't hate the <laughs> idea, but but <laughs> I think we should. It's just so fucking dense that I think we should try and do it in one episode. We'll
1: see. I, I, I kind of like the idea of doing it in two episodes. If that's the case, I want to get just like a shit ton of people on the podcast, though, just for like 30 seconds. <laughs> That'd
0: probably be good fun. Um, okay. Right, I've got, a, I've got uh, a game to be with. All yeah. Right. Why have recorded all of that? Anyway.
1: Okay. So, Jamie, of course, uh, this week we're talking about the Oscars. And after mm-hmm. the success of uh, my trademarked game, Love, or other drugs. Yep. Uh, I've decided that we shall begin this week uh, with a game two. Uh, okay. It's a very easy game. All you gotta do is just uh, name as many of this year's best picture nominees as you can.
0: Oh, okay, I, I can. Ne- oh fuck. Um, oh, what's that one with Riz Ahmed? I was reading about this literally this morning. He goes deaf and he plays the drums, and, and I'm not predicting that a lot of people are gonna get very angry about it. Um, it's like ears of steel or something what the fuck is that it's not ears of steel what the fuck is that movie called okay i'm getting i'm giving myself a half point for knowing it uh, No, i mean you, I, you know there's a movie with riz hamad but I'm i know there's a and i know it, i know what it's about and I, I can tell you i could probably tell you the whole fucking plot even though i haven't seen it um okay uh then you have i uh, see i don't know film name uh, nomadland we were talking about that just before we literally, I assumed, uh, literally just now. before we started recording one point. okay nomadland <laughs> Um, there is the one with uh, Daniel Kaluuya and uh, Lakeith Stanfield. Is that yes. nominated for best
1: picture? I'll give you a clue. I'll give you okay. a clue. All right, Jesus, uh, uh, Christ. Are we just doing word association? No, um, no. The clue is Jesus. Both there. Are, it is one, two, three, four, five words long. Ah, uh, see, things uh, someone related else. Jesus are at least two of them.
0: Yeah, someone already told me. Someone told me. Someone recommended me this movie, and I don't. I yeah. oh fuck. Okay, I'm moving on from that one. Right. Um, there's whatever the one Stephen Yun is in. I don't know if that got nominated for Best Picture, but I know he got nominated for Best it Actor. Did. Oh oh um oh fuck. I bet. Oh fuck. I've literally seen the movie. The fucking uh, uh, Darren Salkin movie. Um, about Chicago. <laughs> Trial of the Chicago Seven. Trial right, of, Chicago Seven. of the Chicago Seven. I've seen that. Eight. I've seen that, and it's good.
1: I don't know why Sasha Maren Cohen got nominated for the Best Supporting Actor, but no, it's good. No, no. Um, <laughs> Honestly, Eddie Redmayne gave a, like, more a more of a performance. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, what else? Could, uh, this is so difficult. Um, I, I can describe some of the other ones to you if that would help. Okay, yeah, yeah. Give give me, give me hints of, like, maybe actors. I don't okay, let's see okay. what I can go with.
1: Uh, so some actors. Gary Oldman.
0: Oh, no, no clue what that one is. Citizen no Kane? Clue.
1: No, okay. Uh, but I, um, it's, wait, Citizen Kane? What? It's about the making of Citizen Kane. Oh, it's
0: about the making. Okay, cool. No, I. This is, see, you're just exposing me. I host ostensibly a film podcast, and you're just exposing how little I care about the
1: film. industry. All right, there are only. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you the names after this, but there are okay. two more. Um, one stars Carrie Mulligan.
0: No, no clue. Couldn't. She's I don't not, think I could She's t- not I, a
1: useless old man. She's a no i'm not even gonna guess i'm not even gonna guess yeah i feel like this okay. is a trap i don't uh, think i then can then tell you what carrie mulligan looks uh, like alexander the last one stars anthony hopkins no nope, no clue no
0: nope. absolutely no okay no chance that
1: one i'll give you a clue it won't count i'll give you a point for but i'll give you a clue so you can get it he's okay. not her mother he's her father yes yeah, the father all right okay, the father. Good. okay. good you got no man You your child chicago seven that's two uh, the one someone recommended to you was Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Fuck. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We can then get,
1: get to. Uh, she's not a useless old man. She's a promising young woman. Oh yeah, I've I've heard of it. Definitely heard watch, of it. Watch it? It's great. That that one's the funnest of the. It's tough but fun. Uh, but <laughs> that, that, that's a that's a number seven. Anyway, it's it's a tough film. It's good film. Um, Minari is the one with Stephen.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, again, no. Was it nominated for Best Picture?
1: Who wrote, wrote, wrote and Kane? Uh, Orson Wells. What? Mank. What? His name was Mankiewicz, I think. Wait, what? Did Orson Wells not write and Kane? <laughs> I think he had a story credit on it.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. I was about to feel very embarrassed. All I know about the Oscars is that I feel like... Uh, Andy Sandberg's Palm Springs has been snubbed. Uh, I, I want to see Oscar nominated Andy Sandberg. Uh, and I'm very upset that it hasn't I'm... happened. I haven't even seen the movie. Just heard oh, those good. good things.
1: It's good. Um, yeah, I, I will say you missed out one last one, Jamie. Okay. So you went for Ears of Steel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what is that <laughs> one actually? It is actually The Sound of Metal the sound of oh come on come on <laughs> ears of steel sound of metal you're you one see... word of that three <laughs> <laughs> correct i, oh, I agree it the other was close spiritually enough. spiritually, Jamie, spiritually ease, i got that ease of correct. steel is what i would have said as the hint towards the sound of metal <laughs> 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 look
0: you can see the way my brain is working look alexander before we do start the show which uh, we it just starts later and later these days um we are running into a problem uh, that uh, that my girlfriend has been running into uh, and and why she hates this podcast, even though she listens every single week. Um, I am someone who doesn't watch a whole huge amount of movies. I like movies, but it's I prefer to, like, relax with a TV show. Uh, whereas I think you throw on a movie to, to, like, relax. You're, like, at the end of the day, throw on a movie. I like to do that with TV shows. That's my preferred uh, uh, medium of, of relaxation. So... For me, watching a film, it's not effort, but I do have to, like, work myself up to it. And considering we have to watch at least one film a week for the podcast... I'm pretty burnt out by the time I'm done with that one. And so Ellen has been keeping a, a, a diary of all the films she's watched for the past like year and a half. And it's like a solid 80% just Anne Hathaway and Tom Hanks movies. So that is something I do need to get better at. Um, and, and there are a few movies on that list that I would like to watch. But also, most of these things are released in America, where they're a lot easier to watch because you've got lots of services on which you can watch them um, uh, like HBO Max and and things like that. Uh, whereas here, True. I'm gonna have to pay like 15 pounds to rent
1: it on on Amazon, and fuck that. I mean, the only one I had for free, No Land, I think is on Disney Plus. It should be on. Oh. Uh, it, yeah. I think it's on Star, so Disney Plus for you. Yeah, potentially in the UK, I think Sound of Metal might be on Amazon as well. Um, just uh-huh. on Amazon Prime. Um, I,
0: I, I will be fully honest that movie sounds very grim uh, it, it, I'm, I'm sure Riz Ahmed is great in it it sounds extremely depressing
1: <laughs> uh, you don't know, No know that's not depressing I'd recommend that one um, right are we done? Okay, are we done? Are you
0: done? Well, are we good? Are we going? Are we doing, doing it? Jim, we're in it! We're in it now, big boy! Hello! hello. And welcome to Blank Spank, Season 2, The Hathaway's Dashway, the show where we're chronologically reviewing Anne Hathaway's entire IMDb, and a couple of other things, apparently, it would seem. Uh, I'm Jamie Loxon, with me, as always, is my co-host, Al Gillespie.
1: Say hello, Al! Hello, Al Gillespie. It's me, Kermit the Frog. <laughs>
0: You know, obviously I deliberately flubbed my lines there as an homage to Anne Hathaway flubbing her lines in 2011's Oscars, which we will talk about later, but yes, Alexander, that is what we are doing this week. Should we just dive straight into it? We've had we've we've gone pretty Let's long. Pre- pre- it, Let's, we yeah. had a
1: good little start there, you know? We had a little good little intro. It was thematically relevant, and now we're in with the big boys. All right. That's right, guys. You waded in at the shallow end. You went in a little too far. You didn't realise there are sharks in this pool. There's someone put a great white shark in this pool, and it's James Franco. <laughs> uh
0: yes, so this week we are reviewing uh Anne Hathaway and James Franco's hosting of the 83rd Academy Awards, uh, the 2011 Oscars. Um, Obviously, we are normally doing this uh, to uh, reinvigorate humanity in order to fight back against the aliens, which you can learn more about on other episodes because we have more important things to discuss. Uh, So... I mean, many people may have heard of this. Um, it, it's relatively infamous, uh, if not probably the most infamous, uh, Oscars ceremony of modern times, modern save times. for perhaps... Uh, say for beha- of modern times say for perhaps the obviously Moonlight La La Land incident but you know that's that's one isolated incident
1: so that's also not Jimmy Fallon's fault Jimmy, it wasn't Jimmy Fallon's fault that Moonlight La uh, La Land I believe
0: it was Jimmy Kimmel hosting that time uh, yeah sorry, sorry uh, you're I, right I, I I easy, was, easily it
1: confused it was Jimmy Fallon's fault you're right I
0: apologise <laughs> um, uh, yes that wasn't Jimmy Kimmel's fault it was that old man's fault um, no te- so he's oh, the oh point. wait actually uh, oh, we're not we're not we're, we are not we, no, no, Alexander no, no, Jenny, we re-listigate this every week on the podcast <laughs>
1: like were robbed at the moment, and they were robbed at the moment because, of like, a accounting firm who does this put the wrong thing in the wrong envelope. Now, I agree. The old uh, Warren Beatty should have known not to, like, should have known to go, "Hey, I've got the wrong envelope."
0: Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, watched that last
1: night for fun. Yes, for for people who
0: don't remember. Basically, I think he, they were actually accidentally handed, uh, re-handed the Best Actress, the Emma Stone Best Actress, which had La La Land written on it. Um, uh, envelope instead of the best picture one. Uh, anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about uh, you. You seem to hesitate when I said uh, the most infamous uh, Oscar ceremony, and then I had added of Modern Times. So, what what are you comparing it with?
1: Well, I know there are there are, there are specific segments which I think are arguably more infamous in Modern Times. Uh, the Seth MacFarlane uh, "We saw your boobs" bit from Yeah.
0: Which, you know, it, it weirdly relevant for this week, uh, considering a few of the jokes that, uh, yeah, that makes, Anne Hathaway makes. Um, um, but yeah, there's...
1: there's... A the, little bit further back, and it's probably no longer in the modern era, the, um, uh, the Rob Lowe, uh, yes. Snow White... Uh, <laughs> yes, in Brown researching Mary. for
0: this... Um, I, I came across that as well it was referenced quite a lot when I was researching this uh, yeah do do Google Rob Lowe oh, Snow White Oscars wait 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 it's the actual, the
1: actual worst bit of any Oscars was last year and they've gone rudderless for too long right they've, we're going to talk about whether or not the Oscars should have a host uh, yeah. as part of this but uh, part of uh, the nonsense that was going on last year was Eminem showing up for no goddamn reason alright yep. Eminem just showing up and doing, a, doing Lose Yourself why right? no one knows he was there Yes, That's
0: indeed. So um, let's cast ourselves back uh, to 2011 uh, and the Academy Awards. You know, in the build-up, people were excited. You had uh, it was quite a big year, quite a big year. It and was a good of, year. Yeah, lots of lots very of really good heavy. films. Very, um, very, very, it, very dude heavy. Very very dude heavy. Uh, in terms of the Best Picture nominees, we're talking about uh, the King's Speech, which eventually yeah. wins over uh, the Social Network, which is bullshit. Won. Um, 127 Hours, Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception, uh, Toy Story 3. Obviously, comes out this year. True Grit. Uh, this was also uh, the the sort of Oscar ceremony that catapulted Jennifer Lawrence into relative um, early stardom, as she had been nominated for Winter's Bone, uh, and and uh, yeah, became relative. This wasn't either of her Oscars where she uh, started her badass. I'm cool. Look at me. I'm great. I don't know. why, I, d- I like Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know why I'm suddenly uh, becoming like a tabloid journalist. Yeah, I feel people um, just had like
1: this mean turn against Jennifer Lawrence, and she was just doing the same thing you know she yeah just she gave you the same product all the time it's, and it's, people loved it's it and the they same
0: it's the fucking sexist cycle <laughs> you you become popular as a woman and eventually you become too popular so people don't like you anymore uh and that's totally not at all relevant to our <laughs> season two star and hathaway um so yes huge huge um uh my brain my brain's stopped working. Uh, huge, huge uh, year for film, uh, but not exactly a huge year for the Oscars. The previous year, uh, it had been hosted by um, Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin, uh, who, while they themselves are consummate professionals and, and have hosted many, many, many pairing, things. Right? It's a good pairing. Absolutely, funny. very good pairing. Both funny. Both have hosting experience. Um, both have hosted things like SNL, as well as huge events uh, like the Oscars. Uh, but the organisers of the Oscars, they got a little bit worried. They had, they had a combined age of about 208. Uh, and they thought that they weren't appealing enough to the... They had the, a combined it, age of
1: 200... <laughs> Jamie, that's not possible.
0: Alexander, is it, 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 is, it? it is perhaps possible that I was exaggerating for comedic effect.
1: I believe I remember, they had... You said it in such a dry way. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. To sit I, for a I much and like go, James Franco. Can they don't possibly <laughs> <be
0: 208? laughs> we'll I much like James Franco? Do not know how to make a joke. Um, uh, but no, I believe they had a combined age of probably something like 112. Um, that's a random guess. I did read this fact earlier, but I can't remember. It's something around there. They were old. They, they, were, they were old. They were old. Al, right. they were old. Jamie, um, you, you
1: know what's funny. We have a combined age of like 50 something. <laughs> <laughs> old people. <laughs> so um, so uh, they
0: wanted to uh, get in a younger crowd. Uh, now, interestingly, uh, I've, I'm going to sort of layer in some uh, some behind the scenes facts. Um as we go there's a there's sort of we're going to come to quite a lot of them afterwards because this this is an event that's been you know relatively uh, demystified at this point and lots of behind the scenes stuff but it's better we go through it first but a few things beforehand uh Justin Timberlake was actually the first pick um who I believe has gone on to host
1: the Oscars since I believe no I don't think so
0: well he's he's gone on it, he he has gone on to host things like this and sure. and be a much uh bigger sort of cross-media star but at the time uh, he was only just in the social network uh, he was still primarily considered a musician um and so he turned it down thinking that he wasn't there yet he didn't want to feel like he was uh the person you know the music guy breaking in which is weird considering like it's not like Oscars are normally hosted by movie stars like Alec Baldwin and Steve Martin. Like they're they're TV stars but primarily, uh, um, not, and well, or like comedians.
1: Alec, that's
0: unfair on right, Alec Baldwin. You know. That is unfair. Uh, it's also, on Alec it's also unfair on
1: Steve Martin, who is very much just a, like I know he's a comedian, but then a movie star. Like, I guess. Sp- I guess. Steve between the eight, 80- I I I'm with you in the sense of. In two thousand ten is Steve Martin making a load of movies, not really. But from like two thousand like from the nineteen eighties to about mid two thousands.
0: Bad example, but let's point to Jimmy Kimmel or
1: Ellen DeGeneres. Well, it is it often not hosted yes. by yeah, movie yeah. stars. That's that's that well here's the thing. In modern times, it had worked best when it was hosted by basically a late night host or a daytime tv host right like yeah. that's when it tended to work best because this is the job they do um and that makes sense it's not always like obviously the most famous uh oscar host uh early i say most famous but the one he did the most times is billy crystal who yeah. again, similar to steve martin and alec baldwin movie star comedian type thing makes sense i mean i mean alec baldwin's not really a, a comedian but but uh uh he, Movie star, sure. Yeah. Um, I'm trying but to I your... guess, ju-
0: yeah, Justin, Justin Timberlake, obviously a great fit for an Oscars host, but I think yeah. in just in 2010, he hadn't quite fully established himself as sure. this cross media star, as I say. Um yeah. and so uh Anne Hathaway and James Franco were approached again to appeal to this young demographic. Uh i halfway through researching this, I discovered that Anne Hathaway was my age when she did this and it made me furious. <laughs> I'm so angry. Um but she was 27, uh Franca was 31. Um and I mean we'll we'll come, we'll come to this a little bit more, but it isn't it is an odd choice for appealing to the young demographic just in that, these are people who were rising stars, I guess. At yeah. this point, yeah, yeah. they 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 were not
1: the big youth icons by any stretch of the imagination. No, they weren't. They weren't cool. It wasn't like you had Stormzy. <laughs> like yeah. I don't know why you I mean, <laughs> like Stormzy hosts the Oscars. And yeah, exactly. Like, right.
0: um, but originally, sure. Anne Hathaway turned it down. Uh, she she did not want to do it uh, for many reasons of uh, that, that turned out to be true, um, but uh, it was actually James Franco, also Anne Hathaway claims it was James Franco that uh, convinced her to do it. Um, like I say, there's there's been a huge amount of fallout from this since uh, it has happened, but I think at this point, just for anyone who hasn't seen it or perhaps their uh, their memories are a little bit uh, shaky uh we should try to to go through this at least all of the parts that Je- that james franco and Anne hathaway uh, are sure. actually in
1: i also want to throw two things up at the beginning here right? yep this solidified two things in my mind one james franco you're a dirtbag you're an alleged dirtbag but hey i think it's been proved in some cases you're a dirtbag james franco uh, i just wanted to say that off yep. the top right he sucks I don't want to bring it up on a comedy podcast look up why James Franco is
0: yeah James Franco fucking sucks but uh, interestingly uh, the reasons why he sucks uh, in real life Completely separate from the reasons why he sucks on yeah. this. <laughs> so
1: we're going to just focus on why he sucks on this. But look it up if you want to. The other one is, Anne Hathaway is a fucking saint. Nothing that you think this woman is a saint more than watching this. Yes. I um, like her more than ever. Yes. She was we, let down I, you, the system. You are she immediately, this by herself. She basically yes, hosted it by herself. You are
0: immediately uh, getting probably to the crux of the <laughs> issue, which is, this is some sexist bullshit that she caught flack for this. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's so, go
1: through these options. So the 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 it begins with a probably a bit too long uh, opening segment with uh which kind of goes through a bunch of movies. The idea is, is yeah. meant to be um Inception. they want to, the, the, they, this it, is we, the year they, Inception in, came out. Yeah, they're, they're incepting Alec Baldwin. Because they want to be good Oscar hosts, and they're going inside Alec Baldwin's dream to get the secrets of being a good Oscar host.
0: Yeah, but um, Alec Baldwin dreams of movies, uh, and he just also happens to dream of all the Best Picture nominees yes. from uh, this year. It's Except, it's a it's a relatively common,
1: yeah.
0: uh, sort of opening skit is is just bringing in all the movies from the year. Uh, before uh, what I should establish is. Uh, that the way this is framed is they take actual scenes from the movies yeah. and then they will cut to a reverse fake sure. shot with Anne Hathaway and James Franco. And I, that's I, where I... it's slightly different from other ones. Often yeah. they will actually get these people in or like you sit that I think it's maybe for the Emmys, but you've had uh, Conan going on like fake versions of The Office, but it's not him in an episode of The Office yeah. with cut shots. He's actually on set with the stars of The Office and they mm-hmm. create something new this is a little bit clunkier because they are taking real lines from the movies and then writing invented I, lines for of, Anne Hathaway.
1: I sort of Jay like Tracker. it. It feels like a YouTube skit. I, it very much, it feels like something, which I think if you're trying to go for a demographic. Yes, absolutely. Feels it feels it like it'd be on YouTube.
0: It feels like, but it, but also in terms of execution and, and budget, it feels like a YouTube skit or a TikTok skit. Sure. Like it feels like, it feels like the Oscars could probably do better, but, Whatever. Um, yeah. So we'll go through. They they originally are meeting with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. There's a little joke about how James Franco doesn't believe that they're actually in a dream while everything's exploding around them. Um, they then get onto a plane and Alec Baldwin is given Ambien and he goes, ooh, <laughs> Ambien, um, and they all go to sleep. So then they go through the social network. Um, none of these... Th- the, the bit kind of falls apart. Like, there's no real actually them trying to learn anything. Like, there's no consistent yeah. through line. It's vaguely okay jokes. I don't hate this bit. It's probably the, the it's funniest bit. It's fine. But up, anyway,
1: They go through a bunch of dreams.
0: Yeah, they, so they go Social Network, The Fighter, future. True Grit, King's Speech, uh, Black Swan. Uh, Back to the Then, before Back to the Future, meet Alec Baldwin again. Um <laughs> uh
1: where Alec Bolden tells them that they're not actually in Alec Baldwin's dream, they're actually in James Franco's dream. Yes, they're actually in James Franco's dream. Yes,
0: yeah. And and, and so story. they end up in Back to the Future. I don't know why Back to the Future comes into this. It's very strange. Well, they especially get
1: back. because it, it ends with them going, where do we want to go? And they go, they drive off to the Oscars, presumably. And then they come on stage and I like, shit you not, when the screen came up, I thought they were going to come in on a DeLorean. And I thought, wow, that'd be really fucking cool. And they didn't do it. I was really disappointed. No. Though,
0: right? Um... I, I want to, but before we get into the monologue, uh, there is one joke in here that I think really points to how not famous, at, I get that it's a joke, but how that not famous Anne Hathaway was in, at this time. She's obviously very well known, but there's a joke that Morgan Freeman goes, uh, he's narrating the bit and he goes, so I'm not going to do a Morgan Freeman impression, but she says, I'm... so the naked girl from Love and Other Drugs and the guy from General Hospital. Like I obviously it's a joke, but it's really weird to think. Like I think in my mind, Anne Hathaway is way more famous in 2010, but she's not famous enough that they can just make a joke of her being the naked girl from Love and Other Drugs, which is weird to me. Like
1: she's clearly not as established as I thought she was. I mean, she was just an Alice in Wonderland movie, which made a billion dollars, right? Like. Yeah, but that, that's but, just it's because in the same way that like James Franco wasn't at the time most famous for General Surgery, like James Franco general being hospital, on General yeah. Surgery was one of those weird James Franco things. Like he was too famous yeah. to be on General Surgery. I don't know why he just, like that General was Hospital, a, General Hospital. Sorry, like um, you know what I mean? Like that—that's a like so uh, for people who don't know, to so our British listeners, uh, General Hospital is a daytime soap, think EastEnders. So it would be like I'm trying to think of the if Daniel Kaluuya just showed up for a couple years stint on EastEnders. Right? Yeah. could it happen sure i guess why would it happen i don't know his career is too good for that maybe uh, yeah. he just really wanted to work or... i mean
0: james franco's a really well guy as as i will get to this is also the time where he was going to yale uh and he going and to and yale just, like, and
1: deep... teaching at nyu
0: yeah he was just deep in his academia phase he's a very strange person um anyway uh so we get the monologue um and immediately
1: immediately no, you get the entire the vibe before... Even the monologue—it's yes. Yeah, before the monologue is starting, his like Blackberry.
0: Exactly, he's coming out and he's filming it on his phone, and he's like got his fucking smug little grin yeah. on. And Anne Hathaway is coming out beaming. Yeah. She's just she's the happiest person you've ever seen. She comes out, she's goes like, "Oh my god, you're all real!" And immediately, like, "Wow, there is fucking
1: nothing between these two. It's <laughs> just also like, no
0: chemistry at all.
1: I feel this was such a—you know—the phone bit that could yeah. be a bit that could be a bit yeah, right absolutely. like but, as but ages like ellen a couple years later right people fucking love the selfie thing that was the most yeah. like selfie of all time for ages you know it was like but he just, doesn't
0: do anything it's with not a bit. it he it's just, not a bit. It just he just he just films for a little bit and then puts his phone away and then proceeds to give the most disinterested performance i have ever fucking seen there's a really weird like it's 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 to the extent where half the time you have no fucking clue whether, whether James Franco is on script or off script because he's delivering everything so lacklusterly there's there's a whole like there's a genuinely funny like a good well-written joke about um him being like uh what well, what what do i get if i win the oscars and he's like yeah, you know everyone calls you like you, you win prestige and he's like yeah but you don't get any fucking money uh, and I'm, I'm delivering this way better than James Franco yeah. is and she goes like oh no everyone would call you Academy Award winner James Franco and he just goes what like even my mom even my mom would call me Academy she's known me my whole life That'd be a bit weird. And that's a good joke. And he's just yeah. fucking murdering it. He's absolutely, He is taking, um, I'm forgetting, I, I think it's Dave Rubin. I can't remember. Rubin is his surname, uh, who's the, a guy who we'll talk about a lot because he was interviewed by The Ringer. He's one of the main writers. He is taking his material and just fucking stabbing it with a knife.
1: No, it's, he, Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, definitely, it's one of those interesting things Really, like, The people who worked behind the scenes, and it's very funny, like Megan Amaran, who was a writer on... On Parks uh, and Rec she was like 23 at the time which is really mm. depressing but she was uh, she ended up being a writer and after this became a writer on parks and record and ended up being one of the producers on the good place and also writing at yeah. the good place like like funny writers like judd was somewhere in the background of this yeah like
0: and um, what i've always learned is despite how uh milk toast often the comedy at the oscars is almost always the writing staff is ridiculous it's often young people it's often like young up-and-comers but it's people who are brought in because they know they're respected they know people can see the talent and you know they're young so it's a nice thing it's prestige you get to do it then you move on you do your bigger things but like i listen to to, it not also sorry
1: we're basically both cribbing from the ringer has a very good article about this you should go check it out but yeah i always find it interesting that like you can write the Oscars. You don't necessarily get a ticket to the Oscars because of that. No, right? they, no. Megan wants this there from home. The, the uh, rumor <laughs> happened. They were at yeah, home watching. Yeah,
0: I, I think I'd, it depends. Because because these things have so many writers. They don't all get uh, sure. in, invites. The main writers do and they're on stage. And sometimes they pitch uh, jokey jokes at James Franco and he delivers them completely inappropriately, um, which we'll talk about later. Um, so the monologue happens like I say, there's decent enough material in there. This is not a case of of you know the 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 writing is bad. It's just James Franco is refusing to engage. And James James Franco's a funny guy. Like he's a dickhead, but he's got a comedy background. He was on Freaks yeah, no, and exactly. Geeks.
1: Like what the fuck is this we man was in Freaks doing? Isn't all the bloody Jabat like yeah jibat- all the, yeah, all the jibat- like,
0: like I don't get what he's doing. But anyway, um, so uh, we'll sort of go through this um. I, I have noted down every single time they come on screen because I, I have a Great. point about it later. Sure. Um, uh, so we have Anne Hathaway by herself. She introduces... In fact, well, we should say there's a, there's a, an immediate connection after the monologue uh, to yes. this podcast because Anne Hathaway immediately introduces Tom Hanks. Hey, isn't that fun? Um, anyway... Um, uh, then Anne Hathaway introduces a car- uh, category by herself. This was before I planned on uh, noting down every person they introduce. Apologies. Um, uh, then the first proper bit is Anne Hathaway singing a song. She comes out in a suit uh, and she says like she was going to be um, singing alongside someone to- someone else, uh, but she's a little bit bitter. You know, they, they dropped out at last minute. Uh, and then, very interestingly, two years before Les Mis comes out, yeah. she starts singing a parody of On My Own. Admittedly, not uh, her character in Les Mis, but um, I think this was... Pro- like In a in a better-hosted well, Oscars, this is a huge moment, because I don't think she's hugely known as a singer at this point. And she
1: fucking yeah. belts this shit. She's great. Um, Here's yeah. my thing, though. When you think of... And again, it's depressing to think that Anne Hathaway was in her 20s while doing Les Mis, or, or yeah. just about um maybe just maybe just into her 30s like you would assume naturally that anne hathaway would play eponine because she's only like 20 something yeah and not um, like for teenage this is ridiculous yeah. anyway uh, anyway uh so yeah um but she sings it, a even little then the bit she belts it is great it's the lyrics are the, okay the bit the bit it's is kind of that awkward.
0: hugh jackman is the person that's bailed on her but she's constantly like saying, I'm not going to mention him, but he's Australian and he plays Wolverine. Um, And she belts it. In, the jokes are fine, but she fucking belts it. Well, no, no, she, she
1: belts it. I think my issue is, like, I, so I believe Hugh Jackman had hosted the Oscars. Yes. Or he he, he either had or he, ended up, he would end up, but whatever. The issue is, like, this is, like, a joke in search of a punchline. And the punchline would have been Hugh Jackman did something. Like you know, yeah. I mean, like Hugh Jackman appeared on stage and did a big bit or whatever. Yeah. And he didn't do that, um, and that's kind
0: of a No, and and the punchline is instead that uh James Franco comes out dressed like uh Marilyn Monroe, uh, from a movie, I can't remember which movie. But he's dressed like Marilyn Monroe and he's just like, You get you got to wear a suit, and so I got to wear this. And you might also think Where's the joke there? Where's the punchline? And I can give you a little bit of behind the scenes on that, Alexander, because, and I'm sure you know this because you read the same interview, um, James Franco wanted to dress up as Cher and duet with her, which is really when I read this, I was like, what the fuck? That's the most, that like, he is not putting in any effort, but apparently he's had this whole idea of him dressing up as Cher and duetting with her. Anyway, uh, on a number from Burlesque, but when that didn't get nominated, uh, that got scrapped, so basically as a consolation prize, they're like, what, do you want to just dress up as Marilyn Monroe? And I was like, yeah, fine. But they didn't have a fucking joke for it. He just comes out dressed as Marilyn Monroe. To me, for, actually, that's unfair. They do have a joke for it. He says, um, I just got a call from Charlie Sheen. That's probably the biggest laugh they get all night. That's a good joke. It, it is a good laugh. Um, so, uh, then uh, the next time they come on stage Anne Hathaway yeah. introduces Hugh Jackman makes a little joke about making up with him and and he comes on and just uh, then James Franco gets his first trotting out by himself uh, this will not happen often uh, he introduces uh, McConaughey and Scarlett Johansson uh, for a cat- for them presenting a category by saying I'm six degrees of Kevin Bacon away from these two, look it look up
1: it on up. the internet <laughs> that's the joke <laughs> But doesn't even, but that's my thing. It doesn't make any sense. No! Is but it- he and it, it, that
0: that i will accept writing is poor there the writing is poor but he also he, like he think, clearly thinks the writing's poor because he doesn't commit to it at all um anyway uh then we have franco and how do come out they introduce marissa tomei um jane franco seems to not know her name uh he says marissa tomei like it's a question it's very strange um uh and then they also introduce uh kate blanchett uh, we then have James Franco introducing Jake Gyllenhaal and Amy Adams. And I th- I would like to deliver the joke exactly how James Franco delivers this joke. And he made out with my co-host in a movie. Like, you get the joke they're going for. It's like, oh, he made out with my co-host in a movie, in a movie. He just, he like
1: groans the punchline. He just goes... No, in not. a movie. That's it's the thing. laziest fucking thing. It's what I think is like it's these jokes are all fine jokes. They're not bad jokes. You know. No, they're they're, they're not, Oscar they're level not, jokes. Yeah, like the Oscars let's be honest here, like there are occasionally Oscar ceremonies which are super funny. Yeah. And there are occasionally Oscar ceremonies which are terrible. The writers have not written a terrible one. They haven't written a grade A, but they've written grade B minus ceremony. Yeah. James Franco's come in and goes I only want to work with A-grade material. This is yeah. shit beneath me. I
0: just, yeah, I I really don't get Like, that was the first time where I'm like, do you even understand that this is a joke? He just delivers it in such a monotone, like he doesn't even recognize where the punchline is. It's bonkers. Uh, there is then another quite poor bit Um james franco and anne hathaway said like he goes oh it was the year of the movie musical and anne hathaway's like oh i didn't know there were any and james Frank goes, oh what are you talking <laughs> about and then they introduce a very like again a youtube level segment of like they've songified dialogue like auto-tuned dialogue from these movies and tried to turn it into a song and they do that for like three minutes that's, and that's yeah. the
1: entire joke and it's like it was funny like it was weird, like that's my thing. It, it was funny enough again for thirty seconds, and then it's just going on too long. Like, yeah. it's they they cut out, they have too many video clips in this for what could have been a funnier, like on stage bit. Like maybe yeah. they maybe they wanted to be really cheap. I don't know. But like, had you had people come on stage and pretend to do a Harry Potter musical or something, like you know, or whatever, or like yeah. all these kind of movies, and you did an actual on stage bit, that would have been way better than just like.
0: Well, uh, we YouTube we will over. get into why perhaps uh, there doesn't seem much cohesion, or or why perhaps some of these jokes seem half baked uh, after we've gone through. Uh, we then have Anne Hathaway in uh, probably one of my favourite little cute moments. Uh, she's just like, oh, you know, we're really honoured to be up here. We we have such great, we recognise all the privileges this gives us, such as being able to do this. And then she does a little twirl in her dress and it's got like loads of little, uh, what would you call them? Secret,
1: uh, like
0: tassels. Uh, tassels. Uh, and it makes her, and she just seems really happy. And yeah, and like, he gets a laugh and like she's like, oh, sorry, off. like... And James Raggars just fucking stood there. He's not even look. I don't think he looks at Anne Hathaway once no. in this entire fucking. I can't ceremony. tell if
1: that's ad libs or not, but um,
0: that it's that could have been. It, it, yeah, it, it, it's she. she, funny. she like, did, I think. I think. Is it then or is it late? Like where she just goes, sorry, that was a personal moment. Um, I think so it's
1: very well. I think it's then that she goes. Yeah, that's
0: and important. so that yeah, that very well could have been. Could have yeah. been an ad lib moment, and if, if it is, it works. Um, uh, Anne Hathaway uh, introduces, then Billy Crystal, who just comes out and does some fucking material. I, <laughs> like,
1: it like, it was, yeah, he just couldn't I was the, totally fine. With
0: it. <laughs> like it was so clear they were just like, "Fuck, this is not working." Let's bring in the big guns. Like he's not, he's not even presenting a category. He just comes out and does some hosting shit. And were, Anne Hathaway's like, "Please take this away from me." Ah, um, oh, we then have. Fucking James Franco murdering another joke. Uh, him and Anne Hathaway come out, and James Franco goes, uh, "Did you know that a lot of, in a lot of movies this year, are really inappropriate? Winter's Bone, How to Train Your Dragon. That's disgusting. That's it. Like that's it. the joke's fine. The joke's fine. The, the How joke, to Train Your Dragon is a funny joke. It gets a laugh, yeah. but." <laughs> Just fucking
1: hell. It's oh. it, it, yeah, he's just stone out of his head into being a fucking asshole. Um Um then I sorry I'm just going through this
0: I will make a point about this. Anna Hathaway uh thanks we have the in Memoriam section. Anna Hathaway thanks that then introduces Hilary Swank. Uh James Franco introduces Annette Benning. Uh James Franco and Anne Hathaway uh, talk about the best actor and actress nominees. And Anne Hathaway gives the best performance of the night when she says, uh, when she's talking about the best actor nominees and goes, one of whom is doing a fantastic job yes, ho- it's, hosting. It's very uh, <laughs> um, uh, I think we've skipped over it with a, the joke I talked about. Um So uh, they go to, I think it's uh, the Jennifer Hudson. When I talk about Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson is talking about the technical Oscars. Um, And... Well, th- this was a funny moment, and then when I heard the backstory, it's so much funnier. <laughs> um, Jennifer Hudson was talking about the um, the technical Oscars. For people who don't know, the technical Oscars are for the technical side of filmmaking, but they aren't presented on the night. They're presented separately. Um, and a lot of people uh, who work in that side of it, do, like, obviously, you understand, the Oscars are already really long. You don't want to make yeah. it longer, but they, they do feel a little bit like they're second rate. It's, it it kind of sucks yeah. a little bit. So, so they, you know what, they give them... Really? They, they give them their three minutes they get their three minutes yeah. to be like here's a quick summary and then
1: how comes how comes james franco and he goes congratulations nerds <laughs> it was almost as bad but not as bad as uh james corden uh, and Rebel wilson coming out to do the awards for best uh visual effects uh, in the cats outfits which oh God, were, was, yeah. but was one of those things which was simultaneously the most hilarious thing you possibly could have done and also simultaneously such a fuck you, it was, yeah it it's fucking so really so hard.
0: mean so mean from james franco and so um uh, again ruben i can't remember his first name i feel bad uh, but one of the main writers talks about how he was backstage <laughs> And he he just said to, They were watching this bit They were watching the technical Oscars And then he just offhandedly said to James Franco As a joke Oh you should go out there and say congratulations Nerds And then sees James Franco immediately
1: Beelining for the microphone
0: my God, the world oh, that that man lives right, in. Right, right, let's um, wrap up. So, this so yeah, we're relatively we're, we're near the end of the uh, ceremony. Um, so uh, next time Man Hathaway comes out, she introduces Sandra Bullock. Uh, she flubs her line a little bit and goes, blub, flub, sorry, drank at home. You know, again, just showing Fun, yeah. so much more enjoyment for the for the evening and personality than than James Franco does. Um, James Franco gets introduced for one hundred twenty seven hours. Um, he looks like a wanker. He's just backstage. He's like, I, I, like, I, I recognize that those you're in the nominee square is yeah. like, it's a difficult, it's a difficult line to toe of how do you look but fuck me he does not get it right he looks like he knows he's not gonna win so he looks just disdainful of the entire situation um uh then we, we should talk about we were watching uh, a very convoluted way of watching this through uh videos on daily motion broken up into loads of different parts but i did find it quite funny uh between two parts uh we clearly missed a bit and you cut and you start a new bit and all it cuts to is Anne Hathaway going, Steven Spielberg! <laughs> as she introduces him just clearly again, so happy. She's happy to be there. It felt like, I feel like until I realized she was 27 and until I sort of quite appreciated that she wasn't really as big a star as she is now, all of this is really genuine. She just yeah. is ridiculously excited to be so. Of... It feels like now, looking back on it, you're like, "Why are you so excited?" You're Anna Hathaway, but at this time, she's yeah, 27. 20, sure. She's like been nominated for one Oscar um, for for like a relatively small movie. She's been she's now been in you know billion dollar movies like Alice Alice in Wonderland, but small parts in those. Sure. She is not the established actress she is today, and she is no, extremely I, I, excited to it's have this. I
1: think you are one overblowing how you I think you are you're thinking going back through time that oh the part you know that she was a small actress than she was I agree she wasn't necessarily she's not like a Meryl street level actress but I don't even think she's necessarily today I because I don't think going forward after this I don't think she has she's not you know leading she's in bigger movies but even then she's not the other than um lame is but she's never really the lead actress in some of those bigger movies yeah she, but she, I, she's I, a lead I, actress in lots of movies but not necessarily she isn't she isn't batman she isn't you know <laughs> she isn't uh now this this is often a, a, a symptom of hey a lot of the big movies made tend to be made about dudes which mean that women don't get opportunity to do those but you know what i mean um yeah. let's 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 i I, I would just say
0: I, I guess what i mean is in term i would say nowadays she is Highly regarded in terms of respect and prestige within the industry, which sure. she wouldn't have had at that time. Yeah, well, um, she,
1: you're right. She, she, as of yet, is not Academy Award winner. No. Um So we get to the last bit. Uh,
0: King's Speech, again, bullshit, wins uh, Best Picture. Oh, but King's uh, is
1: fine. It's a fine film. It's not a bad it's film. It's a fine it's just, film. It's fine. It's, it's fine, not, but it's not it, any of the other movies that should have won. But you know,
0: no. Um, uh, and then James Franco seems to immediately forget that King's Speech won. Her, yes. him, and and Fath- Hathaway come back, and he goes, "So uh, that was uh, a and, and Hathaway has to help him and go King's Speech, King's Speech. <laughs> winning Best Picture." Um, they introduce uh, a bunch of kids singing "Somewhere Over the Rainbow," uh, and if you needed just such a perfect summary of everything, as they wrap up. They they finish singing. They're in the middle of all these kids. They say thank you, good night, and immediately Anne Hathaway goes, "Oh my god, you guys, you did it!" And it's like high fiving the kids. Meanwhile, fucking James Franco is thousand yards staring out to the back of the theater, <laughs> just doing
1: absolutely nothing. So before we move on to our thoughts on this, yeah. um, I do want to me- mention just one bit which we missed over, which is uh, at the beginning where James Franco and uh, Anne Hathaway's mom and grandmom. Uh, I called up oh, in the yes. audience, which is for me is it was awkward. Like that, that was the one bit for me where like not just on a writing level, I was just like, no, nah, that that felt a bit eh. like. Yeah, you know? that
0: that did feel a little bit uncomfortable. Um, so we we should, before we talk about our feelings about this, we should talk about just how this has been talked about. Sure. Uh, ever since. So, uh, James Franco, uh, famously said on James Letterman uh that uh he well firstly firstly we should uh dispel a myth uh, james franco was not high james franco is never high that's the weirdest thing about james franco he does not drink he does not smoke weed he is uh, he might drink i don't know but he he does not do drugs that is the strangest thing about james franco if he was high during this event it would make more sense but he isn't and that's arguably more bonkers um but he said that it was it's weird he doesn't he's not having a go at Anne Hathaway but he said to Letterman I think the Tasmanian devil would look stoned standing next to Anne Hathaway basically just being like it was a bad fit like I'm a low energy and she's really 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 high energy and so it didn't work um Admittedly, Anne Hathaway and I—I I disagree with her here. But she has said that she felt like it was slightly manic and like hyper cheerleady on no. screen, and and it's not. She's Anyone just happy would to have seem hyper
1: manic next to the next to James Franco, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, and she felt like she was playing to the house because she comes from a theatre background and it's a huge yeah. theatre, so she was making it big rather than a TV audience. But who fucking gives a shit? Uh, she has ultimately said she has no regrets. Um, uh, but yeah, so. Let's talk a little bit about uh, this. Oh, and also the, another weird thing. James Franco did not stick around. He immediately hopped on a flight uh, to go back to the East Coast so he could be at a 9.30 a.m. seminar on medieval manuscripts at Yale the next morning. The man is fucking weird. Um, so, yeah, uh, like we said, we'll, we'll sort of summarize a little bits of it here. But uh, The Ringer do do a fantastic uh, behind the scenes interview with uh, a few of the writers who worked on this. Um, and I just want to point out a few choice quotes uh, that show that uh, perhaps this was known it was going to be bad going in. Um, Ruben says that, like, it's almost like you're showing up to a tennis court and one person decided they were going to play the US Open and the other one wanted to play in jeans and just kind of hit a few balls. Immediately, apparently, the the energy and effort that were being put in from Jane Franco and Anne Hathaway uh was immediately apparent. She was always available. She was always in the room. She was discussing things. She was available for calls. Uh, And apparently James Franco was just incredibly difficult uh, to to get a hold of. He was doing other things. He was doing his academia stuff. Now, that seems weird considering Anne Hathaway didn't want to do it and James Franco convinced her. But whatever. Um, But... (laughs) Uh, James Franco has talked about how he felt like he was doing a straight man character. And he missed missed the ball. And and he said like he felt like he was doing the best he could with those jokes. I don't think he's ever reckoned with the idea that he just did badly. Yeah. yeah. But it also seems like he wasn't trying like he claims he was. Ruben specifically points to um, a part in the opening sequence where they were doing a bit from Black Swan. Uh, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway came up with an idea uh, that she wanted to dress up like a fucking dying duck uh, and and have Franco in, in like white leotard and tights and then like them dance around. That ends up in the final cut. It's a fine joke, whatever. Um, this had gone through many several iterations, you know, script approvals, whatever. Uh, loads of money had gone into this. Uh, and then apparently they turn up on the day and James, in his full leotard uh, outfit, calls over the head writer and goes, so are we really doing this? Literally as they're about to shoot, my guy... Yes, you're really doing it. (laughs) Like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, So Ruben immediately was like, okay, that seems a little odd. Um, There were a couple of uh, cut bits uh, that apparently (laughs) they're pretty glad they cut. Uh, There was a cut bit where they were going to sing, You're the One That I Want uh, from Greece with some switched out lyrics. Um, uh, The lyrics being, you better shape up because you need a host and you're a sexy amputee. You better shape up because they need a host who is not AARP. That's the Amer- uh, American Retirees Association or something like that. Is that American Association for Retirees? Which and Pensioners? Persons, so yeah. on like that. Uh, old, retired Persons. Thank you. Old people. Um, jokes are fine. Whatever. Um, but I, I think that would have gone absolutely... I think that would have been Rob Lowe level of shit with the amount of effort uh, James Franco was, um, uh, was working through. There was a particularly funny story. Um, where uh, one of the writers said that they were looking in rehearsals at a closed circuit TV, and they'd known that you know Anne Hathaway and James Franco they weren't really getting on very well. Um, but they looked over and saw James grinning at the person next to him, and he thought, oh brilliant! They've finally broken through. He's looking at her." Alas, the camera soon turned, and Wilde's heart sank. Anne had gone to her dressing room for a minute, and James was smiling at her standing.
1: <laughs> like, that's my thing. Is it's all right? Let's can we, let, let's let's talk about the. Yes. Yeah. That, the, those the were all
0: my writers. my. Beh- behind the scenes things sure. um, other than that. We sort of mentioned it that, um, yeah. So a, a lot of this, you mentioned that Judd Apatow came in and uh, that was actually James Franco going to Judd Apatow and he brought some of his writers in mm. and Anne Hathaway's people brought in her own writers. Uh, they brought in Liz Feldman who wrote Two Broke Girls. Um, and one of the original writers basically said that a lot of this was written in the last couple of days beforehand sure. and they didn't really have a consistent uh, theme. Which comes across, but all in all, uh, I I would like to sum up my feelings uh, by quoting someone else, uh, which is uh, from the James Franco roast on Comedy Central. Very good roast, Uh, people should watch it. Most Comedy Central roasts kinda suck, but on this they get people who actually know the person uh, and so the roast is much better. Uh, But Jonah Hill uh, comes out and he says, uh, a lot of people are gonna give James Franco shit for the Oscars, and I think that's unfair. Really, you have to look at Anne Hathaway, I mean, how dare her for trying even just like a little bit and and that sums up my feelings she fucking she's out there and and she's trying she's fine i if she wants to feel like it's a little manic and lady, whatever maybe it is, but that's endearing if it's not next to a fucking <laughs> yeah. wet sack of bricks
1: that, that's my thing I, I i don't i just don't don't oh. Uh, I believe, just
0: as we uh, get into talking about it, we are going to have to take a break just there. The technical issues continue from last week uh, as Alexander's I believe just pulled the cable out of his microphone. Uh, so we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Blank spank. And we're back. Uh, so, Alexander, you were saying?
1: Yeah, look, I, I just think it's had sorry, had Anne Hathaway host this by herself, it would be a B minus to C plus grade Oscars, which is to say, not great, not terrible, fine, right? You know, can I remember much about the time Jimmy Kimmel hosted? Not really. You know, I I think it's probably a little bit better than this, but but like sure whatever james franco just comes out and shits up a storm all right yeah. he just sits there just above the audience and he just takes a giant dump on all, all of hollywood's most famous people and i just nah, it's, my actual my actual let me let me take a, a proper step aside my actual real thing about it is this i don't think it's as bad as everyone makes it out to be because no. I think you you hear about it and you think, wow, this is gonna be a dumpster fire, and it's not a dumpster fire. No, right? it's, it's not. It's at just all. someone trying and someone really not trying, not giving a crap about what they're doing, and therefore it really not working. Um, so so yeah, I think I think in abstract, that's my problem with it. with it is just like, it's fine. It's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be. It's almost entirely James Franco's fault. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, we yeah we can talk about how uh you know there were perhaps some behind the scenes. Issues that could plague the writing uh, that might have given it a better shot if those weren't there. But also those behind the yeah. scenes issues are mostly James Franco's fault. Um, Or yeah. if not James Franco's fault, then the producer's fault for putting these two people in this situation. Because with the best one, like you say, Anne Hathaway would have been fine by herself. And the reason she would have only been fine is because... Hosting is not like an easy thing. It's not no. just something like everyone can fucking do just because they're famous. And so she is not someone who had the previous experience or skill set to be attuned to this sort of thing. So even even with the best one in the world saying it's not entirely James Franco's fault, maybe they were just, just sh- poor choices. And that's not their fault. No, no.
1: Well- it's it's a poor choice, made worse by James Franco's fault. It, yes, with Anne yeah. Hathaway, I agree that I just think she was the wrong pick. Um, I think when you kind of look at this, like, I. However, I think it's interesting. Did you watch last year's Oscar? So we've had uh we've had hostess Oscars for a couple of years now. What's going to happen yeah. again this year? Um, um, I've I've
0: seen uh, bits of bits of the hostless Oscars. So yeah, let's let's we'll we'll come we'll come back to the Anne Hathaway, but let's talk about the Oscars in general. With as as it is awards season, and I think yeah. this will have come this will come out
1: after the Oscars after, have happened, yeah, haven't they? After but, us um, so, tomorrow is so a day a couple of days.
0: Fucking deal with it. We can't record on the day. Um uh, <laughs> uh but yeah. I I don't know. I feel like the hostless Oscars there there's there's benefits to it in that um in that, firstly, you just don't get all the pressure on this one person, and, and yeah. it doesn't all become, like, embroiled around uh, the
1: one person. Uh-huh. But also, so if Kevin Hart says you, something shitty, you, know, you, you yeah, don't have to worry
0: about um, it. The writers still get to do basically the exact same thing. They just spread it out amongst the hosts, amongst the people who are presenting the awards they still get to do all the same thing. It's not like the Oscars has suddenly just become a completely glib, devoid of humour event because there isn't a host. Now, having said that, the benefits of a host and the benefits of a good host is that you kind of get to funnel the direction of the humour and the direction of the show through them. So when Neil Patrick Harris hosts an award show, you know what kind of award show you're gonna get. You're gonna yeah. get a big bombastic showy award show, and that works. And that's because he's the host. So the writers have a a sort of key in point for what they're gonna do. And you don't end up with James Franco and uh, Jim Franco, James Corden and um, uh, and Rebel Wilson <laughs> turning up in their cat suits. Um, but yeah, what what are your thoughts on the hostless Oscars?
1: Yeah. So so this will probably kind of wrap into everything for me, but. The Hostess Oscars are, in theory, fine. The issue is that the structure of the Oscars never changed. So, for instance, what you'd have is the hosts introducing uh, presenters. Yeah. When you take away hosts, what that means is you bring on two people to introduce two other people. Yeah. And that makes no goddamn sense at all so you have for instance the one I want I hated the most which was lin Manuel Miranda coming on to bring on the guy who uh, didn't end up playing um, his son in the the in Hamilton um, uh-huh. so so uh, our quest he, um, he's in freestyle love Supreme um, he wears a hat a lot I think he's in pitch perfect. Um he's the you know he doesn't play it was meant to play Rich, I think he's in the rehearsal not rehearsal, he workshop cast for Lawrence. Um uh, uh Lawrence? Yeah. And then um didn't g- didn't get to be part of Hamilton when the show went to Broadway. Like g- g- give public. me something to Google and I'll find it. Just just type in like oh for fuck uh, uh is it's like is it Quaso? Freestyle Quaso <laughs> Freestyle. Love, <laughs> supreme. But um, like, it's dumb because it it would be like I'm introducing this person, and like, um, instead you'd be, oh for God's sake, who's in it? It's is it Shockwave? No, uh, Anthony Veneziale. Uh, yeah, no, it's um, no, it's it's um, God, uh, uh I feel bad. Chris
0: Shockwave Sullivan. Um, I'm just picking random people. Um, oh, uh, Akash I think it's oh, Am- yes, I, I,
1: I believe it was him. Yes, he is um, in Pitch Perfect.
0: Okay, yes. Yes,
1: and I, th- I believe uh, he was in one of the... I think he was in, like, the workshop version of Hamilton. Okay, cool. <laughs> that was so pointless. Okay, anyway, That was pointless. Um, yeah, that, that was an entirely yeah, you... pointless Anyway, but, like, what I mean is, like, that... Like, it makes... It, when you have Melissa McCarthy come on to introduce the host, like, that feels all consented. So if they want to do an Oscar as host, that's fine, but just work out a better thing to do with the presenters. Just have
0: a fucking tannoy. Just have a... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Oh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, Academy Award nominee Hugh Jackman, because the Oscars, they'll never lose that pomp and circumstance of licking their own arse by naming every single person, going Academy two time Academy Award nominee, and nominated tonight for 127 hours. Fucking, uh, fuck, that was my least favourite part. <laughs> yeah. all, all the James Frankers shit, just fuck that. Fuck that. Like, like we're, we're, we're saying fuck James Franker, but really, fuck the Oscars.
1: <laughs> so, so what, sorry, what I didn't realise was, sorry, he didn't, it wasn't meant to be a player Lawrence. He was originally uh he was originally gonna play uh Aaron Burr.
0: That that's that's I mean I mean, I've seen the bloke in in Pitch Perfect. He's fine. Do he's I perfect. think not- he is do I th- do I think he's as good as Leslie Odom Jr.? No. So uh cool. Um anyway, uh yeah, yeah so I, I agree with you. People have been saying this for years. The Oscars need to shake up, but also, who gives a shit about the Oscars? Like it, it's it's kind of it. it was actually interestingly a, uh, a a thing that James Franco said uh, in that Letterman interview, which I like does kind of make sense. He was said that before in the week running up, anything everyone was saying was like no one cares about the Oscars anymore, and it's interesting that this was even being said ten years ago. Uh, but no one cares about the Oscars anymore. It's dying. It's you know it's for old people. You know whatever it won, um, and and no one cares about it. And then as soon as he shits the bed, suddenly everyone cares about it. They're like, no, 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 we don't care about this, but you still have to do it the way we want it. Like, no, 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 you don't don't get to ruin this thing that we don't care about. So I think the Oscars is in a very weird situation where absolutely everyone says they don't care about it, they don't give a shit about it. But when it doesn't go the way they want, everyone gives a shit like like if everyone like i don't care about the yeah. oscars i'm still pissed off that social network lost to, to king's speech that annoys me um i don't care about the oscars it pisses me off that sasha baron cohen got uh nominated it doesn't piss me off that's a little, little bit but like i don't yeah. like that the, the, the Sacha baron Cohen. so people people want to want to think that they that's a little harsh, but people want to be above the Oscars because of all the issues it has, and it sure. has so many systemic issues that, yeah. like, are way farther reaching than giving James Franco the host. But inherently, because of what it is, people care. Like, mm. it, irrelevant of you, you can say we don't want to give it its prestige, whatever. But it, people care about movies. People care about performances. People want. To see other people agree with their opinions yeah. about movies, uh, and so just by its very nature, people can say all they want about uh, fuck the Oscars, which I agree with. But inherently, it's an engaging and interesting thing. So I'd rather reinvigorate the Oscars yeah. uh, and revitalize the Oscars than fuck the Oscars. No, I'm with
1: you. So when we uh, review one of these things, of course, <laughs> yeah. we go into. Uh... <laughs> uh categories for reviewing. So we 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 rank it on a scale on three scales. So that is the uh movie out of five or in this case the ceremony out of five. We rank Anne Hathaway's performance out of five. Uh, we rank uh, the Anne Hathaway America Sweetheart almost out of five, and then we decide I- whether or not this thing goes into our blanks. Yes, I, so, I
0: imagine we are not doing James Franco as An's No, I, week.
1: I, I, I tell you what—he's in there. He's the bottom. He's the bottom. Me, all <laughs> right? You know what, James Franco—you're the least charismatic person on that list. Oh, um, wow, going going it, below Lawrence Fox. Exactly. So, <laughs> um, oh, that's a good point. Fox is <laughs> yeah, there, let's just
0: leave him off. Let's just say he's ceremony. He's ceremonially left off because also it would be very. Unfair to consider him a love interest. In this. I'm putting him on there. He's, he's putting, just above enough. Lawrence Fox for me. Just above Lawrence but Fox. Only, only just. Um, right. Uh, so yeah, let's let the the thing in general. Obviously, we only watched uh, the the parts that Anne Hathaway and uh, James Franco are actually in because fuck watching a three-hour award ceremony from ten years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's not great. It's, mm. but I, it's nowhere, near, like, I agree with you. It's nowhere near as a car crash as people say it is. Like, when I've said that we're doing the Oscars, everyone's going, whoa, whoa, whoa you're doing those, on? whoa, whoa, be careful. You, whoa, you're, whoa, your bus was the shitest thing I've ever seen, man. Whoa, look, your eyes might bleed out his skull. It's fucking fine. <laughs> like, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's a, f- a, it's an Oscars. A, it's an Oscars. It's never going to be wildly shit and it's never going to be wildly amazing. Yeah. Um But it's, it's also, it's, so bang averagely fine i'm gonna give it a
1: 2.5 i'm gonna give it a two. It a two. I, I didn't like it um but i also just don't think it's like as bad as people made it out to be it's just uncomfortable it was weird as uncomfortable i like I, yeah no one would do it again but it wasn't a bad shit show. Um, when I then come to Anne Hathaway's performance, at a five five. I give her a five. Wow, hours. wow, bulb! Fucking five. She tries for it and she goes for it. All right, Jamie. Sometimes, sometimes you miss every single shot you don't take. You know who said that? <laughs> Wayne fucking Gretzky and Anna Hathaway took every fucking shot. And I respect um, shit out of that five. I'll-
0: I'll I'll give her a five for effort. <laughs> you know, you know. I I don't know if you had this in your school, but when when you when you uh, got yes, your school report, you'd have attainment. you'd have an effort and attainment. <laughs> and unfortunately, I think it's probably going to be about a three for attainment. Um, probably, you know, even dropping a little bit. You know, definitely dropping. So maybe a two point eight because she flopped uh, her line uh, that one time. I think a three is fine, uh, <laughs> I think
1: a three is fine Jamie. All right. I think a so three I'll, is I'll, fine. I'll
0: give her a, i'll give her an average of four. I'll give her an average of four. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, and America's really
1: Sweetheartometer now five. She's five. No, five. She <laughs> tried so hard. <laughs>
0: five. But like, okay, five. are we are we going with the reality or are we going five. with what we believe it should be? Okay, you're I giving believe it five.
1: She is a five. All right. I okay. speak for America. I am America's voice.
0: You believe she's a five. I believe that this, uh, and and you know, we, we sort of we sort we sort of brush uh, touched on it, and and I don't want to talk about it too much because we're essentially a comedy podcast. But the fallout that Han Hathaway gets for this is bullshit, and it's yeah. sexist. It's simple as that. It's just sexist. Uh, James Franco, he basically got he he basically didn't get much flack for this. People are just like, oh, James Franco sucks. Who gives a shit? Anne Hathaway got a huge amount of flack for this, and then subsequently basically starts the campaign against Anne Hathaway. That yeah. America just starts Which... disliking her for like five fucking no years, for but no for, for, for for this and for Les Mis and and. It's it's bullshit and it's sexist and yeah. and with that uh, it's, America's it's, sweetheartometer is a zero but it's an angry zero. I'm angry that geez. that's what America's given
1: her. I, I um, you know what Jamie? I'm creating my own. You know what Jamie? Guess what? Uh, you know where Canada? What what continent is Canada on? North America. Yeah. So that's America, Jamie. All right. You ever think about that? You ever think about that? America. In Canada, she's a sweetheart. I am am diverging in a yellow wood right now.
0: Mexico absolutely loves
1: Anne Hathaway. All across. Brazil. All right. You want to go to Colombia? Colombia also loves Anne Hathaway. (laughs) We're all here for you, Anne Hathaway. You are America's sweetheart in all the real America's hearts.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, see. It, it, yeah it, it's bullshit and it's unfair and I'm sure we will discuss it more and more as we, we carry on in yeah. into the Anne Hathaway hate years for some fucking reason um, so uh, and so we're not we're not doing Anne's man's so
1: uh, uh, are her, you stashing just above the end so just, <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> you, you, you are doing Anne's man's um, uh, I am not gracing him with the privilege of entering into my Anne's man's list um, and so we come to our final question Alexander are you stashing away the 2011
1: oscars here's my thing it is culturally significant so i wonder if it should be stashed away for cultural significant reasons
0: what like like in the library of congress <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think
1: i'm trying to think if it's if it's impactful enough to really deserve to be in and it's probably not <laughs> it's almost like how, does this, how does this if we go back to the aliens how does this galvanize us to fight against the aliens i guess it makes us hate james franco yeah <laughs> We offer James Franco off as a sacrificial so, lamb. So here's what I'll say to to make this, to justify putting this in my blank bag. Wait, you Franco's are? Oh my God. James Franco is working for the aliens, all right? It was an inside job. James Franco's a fucking... No, tell you what, I don't want to do that. I don't want James Franco to be in a mythology. He's dead in our universe because of the aliens, not because of the threat or anything. Just the aliens Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, you know. Wait, you, wait, yes? Is it? Are you, no, you static No, No, no I, I feel
1: it's not. I feel it's not. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I would have I, done. I would oh. have been Jamie, but for the fact that the social network didn't win.
0: Oh, it's bullshit. Fucking bullshit. Um, anyway, uh, yes, I, I also am not stashing this away. So when we don't stash something away, which we've uh, now been doing for many weeks in a row, uh, and I imagine we'll probably carry on for quite a few more weeks, um, we must decide what we are going to present in its stead to galvanize humanity to fight back against the aliens. Um, before you go, Alexander, last week. Uh, I presented I believe I aspirationally mm. presented uh the Arsenal football team. Uh, okay. because I was I wasn't. Oh, no, they, they, I... yeah, they let you down,
1: Jamie. Yeah, I know I know. They let everyone too.
0: Yeah, I was like, hey, Arsenal football team, take my energy from the podcast and do good things in this world. And the day this episode <laughs> that episode came out, they just decided to shit over the entire concept of sport. Um so, uh, yeah, and I had a little cry. It was great. Um, and then just, two days later, they went back on it. So I
1: just find it very... I know we were like, well, this won't be long. And it won't be long. We're almost done. But I find it eternally very funny that a bunch of Americans bought a bunch of fucking like, teams in Europe. And then we're like, how do we make this more European? Uh, how do we make this sports more American? And uh, no one in the fucking world liked it. Except no. my dad. Except my dad. who Oh, who I love, wow. Who I love more than any... I love my dad so much a big capitalist dave was like you know what they want to make money they can go by <laughs> wow um i've, I've met a, i've met was, your father was, to be fair he wasn't really a supporter of it he just claimed he was net neutral which really feels like it's supportive
0: <laughs> look i've met your father i've shook his hand i've looked him in the eyes and and your mother i believe also listens to this podcast uh so i i don't know how much more i can say but I don't know whether I'll be able to shake his hand and look him at the eyes <laughs> in the future. <laughs>
1: um, I believe so yeah, you um, and my brother had a big blowout argument <laughs> because when I was like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> my brother was like, what the shit
0: is? Uh, Oh, goodness. So, yeah, uh, last week I aspirationally uh, presented the Arsenal football team and I'm not fucking doing that so, shit so again. So what you're saying is
1: that putting something in the blank spank for you is like a, it's like a monkey's... Poor yeah, curse. it's like a curse. So you've got to use, it, you use it wisely. So what is something yeah, you want to ruin? <laughs> yeah, I've got to <laughs> be, be careful with way. my
0: phrasing. Clearly last week I was like, I want something big to happen for the Football Club. And it's just, oh, oh monkey's oh, claw. Um, nice. So uh, I haven't actually thought about, I, was, I just thought about that.
1: I'm going <laughs> to put bagels in, guys, just real quickly. Bagels are fucking great. Uh, not Montreal bagels. All right, Montreal bagels are overblown. Like New York Brooklyn bagels are much better. Please don't tell any Canadians. I know this; they will get really, really, really angry with me. But yeah, it turns out Montreal bagels not as good as New York bagels. Give me some New York goodness. Uh, I'm
0: I'm going to present uh, a local a local eatery, uh, because you know it's been a hard year for for many restaurants, and and uh, I believe in supporting uh, local independent chains. I- I, I think this is an independent restaurant. Either way, uh, I recently, uh, for the first time, was able to go and sit outside of Bebere in uh, in Clapham. Uh, they make pizzas. They make sourdough pizzas, Alexander. And, and I've had a tough relationship with sourdough pizzas up until now. Uh, Frankamanka, I've had it a few times. I, you know, I'll go, out, I hate it. It's shit. Frankamanka's rubbish. I don't get it. It's too chewy. It's rubbish. Don't, I, everyone goes crazy about it. I had it delivered. It sucked. Had it Sorry. delivered again. It sucked. Wow. I went in the restaurant, thought, oh, maybe it just doesn't travel very well still sucked so fuck all you bougie wankers
1: in london supporting uh, this sorry, chain bougie jamie that's a fucking brixton chain i'll tell you what you <laughs> bastard that set that was set up in brixton market it has become. It, it is bougie don't get me wrong it, yeah, it had it humble is origins it got had humble, humble origins <laughs> yeah, Jamie. you know who there also no, had humble origins there ain't nothing origin? bougie, in brixton, market. There ain't nothing bougie in brixton market jamie <laughs> fuck you <laughs> Also from you a left for Clapham, you from a Clapham. But
0: yeah, no, I went to this place. They had sourdough pizza, uh, and it was really nice. Not chewy, like really nice crisp base. Great, <laughs> fantastic. Bebere Clapham. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that great correctly. But bebere. you know, if 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 if, if not Bebere, uh, <laughs> bebere. <laughs> really, really leaning into the Italian, uh, mildly offensively. Um, if not Bebere in Clapham, uh, do go and support a uh, a local restaurant now if if you're able to where you are. Uh, in, in London now, they are open. You're allowed to sit outside. It was lovely. Um, they've had, a, we've all had a hard year, but you know, these are businesses that haven't been hugely supported by the government uh, and many of them have closed down. And that would be sad, especially for a place like London that has such a fantastic food scene. So do, uh, if you can, get out and support a local restaurant uh, or even a local pub. Get the beers in, lads. Let's go! Um, so that's what I'm going to present. I'm going to uh, present Bebere in, uh, in Clapham not to uh, reveal where I live too much. Um, so uh, with that, there, Alexander, uh, we come to the end. Uh, what can, I, you can follow us at pod, me at Jamie P. Loxton, Al at Al underscore C's underscore stuff. Um, I put out a clip from the episode last week uh, because, you know, maybe we should promote this podcast. Um, I might remember to do it again if I can think of anything that was funny from this podcast, uh, which right now drawing a blank. So <laughs> maybe there won't be, uh, but if you ever do see those, uh, please do like them and, and retweet them in, uh, be a Give huge help show. for the show um, uh, but what else can our dear listeners do uh, between now and next week Alexander alright
1: guys if you're not in Canada where things are only getting worse with COVID uh, you know what you can go out and you can spread the word All right, you can take your friends' phones uh, you can uh, socially listen to see make sure you download our episodes you can preach the gospel you can go out there and you can live the life guys you deserve it alright you deserve it and this podcast deserves it so spread the love then you have things to talk about which I'm just why I didn't lockdown suck or COVID right. suck
0: I just found out my brother got the vaccine. Literally, right now. Just found out by email. That's exciting. Sorry, sorry, and I, I know just immediately after you said it's going really shit in Canada, but you know, you know, you gotta gotta take the small victories. You know, you you're having a shit time to in Canada, means. but you your still brother Jamie, your brother getting the
1: vaccine does not mean I can't. It doesn't mean affect me getting the vaccine sooner <laughs> no, or later. It's no, not no, like he stole that from I me. I believe
0: they were looking at <laughs> looking at two pieces of paper. One, Alexander Gillespie, Canada. another one, Chris Jones, Derby, England, and they. They just threw a dart <laughs> and see yeah. where it landed. That's when um... so you get the
1: vaccine, they just threw
0: darts this is bullshit. I don't know why he has this is bullshit he's like four years older than me <laughs> he's not that old why is he getting the vaccine this is bullshit anyway um, uh, so yes of course you can do all those things and you can join us next week uh, when we are going to be reviewing uh, Anne Hathaway on Family Guy did you know Anne Hathaway was on uh, Family Guy neither did I we'll probably be have a lot of things to say as someone who really liked Family Guy when he was younger and don't know how he feels about it now it should be interesting to revisit that show I ran Ah, uh, Al, you know, you know, when you feel like you're just about to close it out and you just completely run out of energy yeah, immediately. No, I, I you. Uh, but, you know, maybe 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 this doesn't have to, you know, maybe in honor of James Franco, this this podcast episode should end on on just a damp squib. So from me, Jamie and my co-host Al, that's one uh, more up in the bank.
1: Jamie made out with aliens (laughs) in a movie (laughs) oh
0: dear blank spank